Welcome to the Art of the Dive Mid-Priced Pod. It's been about a week, but we're back. Jake's on vacation, but he brought his pod stuff with Jake. How are you, buddy? Doing well. Wow, good attitude. Is it vacation, Jake? <laughs> yeah, it's vacation, Jake. Ready to party. Wow. Let's go. It's, uh, what is it there, like 9 a.m.? Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, I have my cat with me. Uh, he's been waking me up at least seven times a night, so I feel like I haven't gotten an ounce of sleep. I hate your cat. I, I'm starting to hate him, too. And I think my wife's going to kill him. Like, literally, I'm going to come in and my cat's going to be nailed to the door. <laughs> Quite a way to start the pod. Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I mean... I, I don't hate him that much, but it's it's been pretty bad. Remember, I'm just functioning on coffee right now. Remember when he tried to cut my Achilles? Yeah, he does that. The The bed that we have, he can go underneath and he keeps slicing my Achilles every time I go to the bathroom. Yeah, one of these times he's going to catch it just right, you know, yeah. and you're going to be down Done. and then he's just, just going to like slit your throat and devour you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a fun way to start the podcast. Your cat yeah. killing you. It's good. Um, so you're on vacation, but you still brought your pod stuff. Yep. I mean, it's go time. This is, it's, it's important. What are we, like two weeks away? Not even. How's your family feeling about you bringing pod stuff on vacation? Uh, you know, honestly, I think they're, <laughs> ju- they they just accepted it at this time. We'll see. I'm, I'm with my wife's parents right now and we'll see what it's like when I'm with my parents, but. Ah, uh, yeah. You're doing the, the parents and the in-laws on the vacay. Yep. Does not yep. sound like a vacation to me. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Sounds like hell. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, eh, there's been times, but it's overall been good. Like, you know, six and a half out of 10. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's six and a half is pretty bad. I would just let your cat kill you at this point. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, all right. Well, we got a lot to cover today, Jake. Uh, this is, it's, it, it could be. So it's our mid price pod. Uh, so, so we're looking at, um, players in i think the price range that is the hardest to figure out right so like with premium players there's kind of like a, a small window of players that you actually get to look at that you can pick from and there's only so many that you can really fit in your team um mm-hmm. but with the mid price players they're players that we expect to play week in and week out and they kind of make up the 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 majority of the squad um you know the budget guys are kind of guys that we tend to plug in to just like make things work sometimes they don't even play um, so this is a, a kind of a tough pod. Yeah. We, uh, we, we do have a lot of questions, some of them very specific to the mid price players and some like kind of bigger picture. So I thought we'd start the pod with like big picture topic questions and then, uh, and then go forward. How does that sound? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. You know, we were accused Jake last week of, um, of being too serious on the podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, we talked about death already. We'll try to lighten it up. Yeah, I was a little offended. I was triggered. Yeah. I was, I'm kind sn- of a, I'm offended too. I was snowflake triggered by that. Didn't hmm. like it. Um, Keith writes in, and this is kind of an absurd question, but it, it's it was it got me thinking. Uh, would you consider signing up for your FPL team on September 13th? So that would be the day after game week one begins. So you'd now be in game week two. Uh, the thought being that you give up one week's points but get to have a full roster. With Man City, Man United, Burnley, Brighton players, whoever you want, without having to use hits or a game week two wild card to set your lineup. The slightly less dramatic version 
Uh, would you field a team in game week one with six or more of the 15 spots uh, being being filled with players with blanks? I think it's a really interesting question. Would you ever consider doing that, Jake? I don't think I don't think the points would make sense, but it is interesting. Maybe we need to do some math this episode. That sounds like, like serious well, work. I don't about, want us to be yeah. accused of being serious again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let's do it. Why don't I do this? I will not. I will not register my team till September thirteenth. You go with September. No. no. Okay. Okay. No, we're not giving you an excuse to be like, oh, well, I would have won <laughs> FPL this year if it weren't for game week one when I did that absurd strategy. Keith. Yeah. I'm not. I, I I'm don't not really. Doing it. I don't know. I don't know how many Man City players I can fit into the team right off the bat. I don't really want their defense because their fixtures are pretty rough. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it more. And then Man U, man, (laughs) Man. they're also they're also high priced. Um, You know, they're not cheap. And so, you know, Greenwood at seven point five. You're like, well, if I have him. It's going to be pretty hard to fit another guy onto your team. I mean, like maybe Martial too, but then you're like, ooh, do I want to do that? I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't. This year, it seems like I'm really just grabbing one or two players from every team. Um, I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit. I'm still co- strongly considering triple Liverpool defense. Um, but but other than that, I think two two players max from every team. And I think that includes Man City. Hmm. It's an interesting question. Something to think about, Jake. You should you should just do it so that we can lose and then we can all laugh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. I always lose anyways. That's true. Yeah, uh, Fark writes in, uh, would you put more weight on stats post-lockdown from last season or even go one step further and look only at those stats? Certain teams and players, Kane included, uh, seem to do better with no fans, and that's how next season is starting at least. Uh, so the idea here kind of being, or the question being, you know, like post lockdown, there was some kind of change in in play, and maybe some slightly different change in style and production and things like that. Should you be focusing more on those stats, or because it's a new year, do we kind of uh, do we kind of take last season as a whole, maybe, and uh, and start looking at statistics in that way? Do you have any any thoughts on that, just off the top of your head? Um, I have been weighing the post lockdown stats with maybe like a one and a half to one value. So I have been looking at that a little bit more just because I think just treat it as like another break. So it was like kind of like a new season for all these teams, if that makes sense. So more in like where the players are positioning positioned, excuse me, and, and what kind of stats they're getting because of that positioning and that playtime. Yeah, I would I would uh, uh, kind of add to that and, and just kind of agree with you on that. I think that um, I think that to say that last season's like pre lockdown pre break stats are irrelevant is again a silly thing, right? Like no, in my opinion, like no stats are really irrelevant. Um, but the issue is that it's such a small sample size post restart. Uh, and and the fixtures in in many cases really dictated which teams performed well, right? Just like who they got to play against, and therefore their statistics are going to be better. Better goals, better assists, better expected values, better clean sheet values, expected goals against, things like that. Um, and so I think that what you said, you, you said like I was looking at 
you know, like for example, where players are positioned, maybe heat maps, things like that. That type of information is much more value to me, be valuable to me because it's more current. Whereas, um, you know, maybe, you know, obviously we have another break here now. So like, I don't know that I'm just saying, oh, I'm only looking at, you know, post restart stats for expected values. I I'd still would probably consider like the whole season when I'm looking at that. Um, cause it's not like these, the, this post restart, we couldn't really attribute that to like upcoming form, right? Like for the start of the season, it's too much of a break. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Um, Another question, uh, Matthew Hall says, should I make my first draft yet? And I just made a note underneath that saying like lots of COVID going on right now. Um, well, I've, I've made a draft. You've made a draft. Um, mm -hmm. We have about two <clears throat> weeks till everything starts. Do you like everything's going to change a lot? I think right now for me, it's just like figuring out the different ways I can plug guys into the team, right? Is that kind of where you're at? Yeah, and just figuring out like major price points. Um, already, I need to completely destroy my team. I think, but that, I mean, that's just it gives you a better idea. I I think, you know, I don't. I know Matthew Hall's great at this game, and he's probably just like making fun of me. But if I don't do these <laughs> that's, practice, that's where, teams, that's where your life is at right now. Where like somebody just says something like, "Hey, do you think I should make a first draft?" And you're like, "You're making fun of me, aren't you?" <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think that for me, it really helps. You know, it's like to not to like correlate it to an American thing, but when you do fantasy football, like you kind of want to do some practice drafts before you do like your important draft. Because you got to see like where players are getting selected. It's a little bit different, obviously, because, you know, there's only one one team can only have one player in that. But if you don't, I feel like if you don't do any of those, you're already setting yourself up for failure. So for me, if I would just wait till like the last day or two, I think I would just make more mistakes being like, oh, I need to have this player and, and be like, oh, I, I have to do it this way, but not giving myself time to try different options and be like, oh, this actually looks pretty good. Yeah, so that's 100% what happened to me last year. I, uh, I, you know, I like, I've ranted about this before, but it was like the perfect storm of trying to do FPL and do the podcast and life. Like my wife and I moved, I started a new job. And then actually like you, you tried to pull the ultimate hijinks and you, you were like, let's go on a vacation the week that <laughs> FPL starts. Let's do that. And like the whole time you were on your phone and being a dick and everybody was sick of you because you were like doing drafts. And I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. And then like the night before, I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't made a draft yet. I should probably figure this out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think it's good to make some drafts. And one thing I do, uh, and it's a little obsessive, but I almost always do my drafts on my computer, not on my phone. I don't know why. I just hate like having to use the use my phone and I can't I just feel like it's not a big enough screen for me to process the information and plug guys in. But I screenshot like all of my drafts. So if I make a draft, I won't always like push the confirm transfers button or anything. I'll just like make a draft that fits and save it. And then a lot of times I'll label it something like I'll say like, all right, this is draft one and it's three premiums is like was the idea or like this is draft three and I'm going heavy in the midfield or like something like that. Like I just make a little note and then I save I save all those drafts just in a folder. Um, so I know like when I made it um, and kind of what my thought process was behind that draft. And most of the drafts are pretty similar. Like, mo I don't know, are you finding that, Jake? Like most of the time when I do a draft, 
it's only like um like maybe three or four players that kind of rotate in and out. I'm I'm already kind of getting down to like I would say ten guys that like appear in almost every draft. Yeah, I'm trying to like mix it up and do a couple drafts where it's a little bit different, but for the most part, I would say four or five guys are in my team every time, and four four or five are not in the starting lineup. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been doing that as well. I've been using a spreadsheet in Excel just Whoa. to like map out my, map out my transfers, what it would look like. Cause I think for the first five game weeks, that's really helpful. And I've just been putting a little, you know, C next to the player I'm planning on captaining and vice captaining. So I, I, you know, I'm trying to get more serious about it too. Wow. Jake spreadsheets. Yep. Spreadsheets. You think you're better than me? Maybe. Take it back. No. I said take it back. I, yes. I don't. What do you mean take it back? Bitch, I'll end this pod right now. I can't take right back now. spreadsheets. I will end this There's, pod right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm not better than you. Okay. Good. Damn straight, bitch. Or am I? What did you say? Nothing. Yeah. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I hate how you giggle afterwards. Like, you think you're so cute that you did that. I hate you. Okay. Let's do, uh, let's kind of pivot here a little bit. And let's just, I thought what it would be nice for this pod and like the next, so we're going to do this one, we're going to do like a budget pod, um, and then we're going to kind of do like a game week one pod coming up. So I thought now that things are kind of rolling in uh, the Premier League with like preseason matches and transfers and things, I thought it would be good if we just spent uh, a moment to kind of talk about what we think maybe are some interesting transfers that are taking place, how they might affect teams, um, and then also maybe like a quick like kind of pop through and look at some of the roundups of the of the friendlies and the matches and um you know i've been tracking them a little bit and just kind of you know seeing who's playing and seeing what's going on and and not a ton i'll be completely honest work's been like insane but um i thought it'd be a good time to kind of talk about it and this is more like so jake and i i wouldn't say i don't think you are jake i haven't done like a ton of analysis this is more just like here's kind of what's happening and here's our thoughts on it um let's start with transfers jake um so obviously the the Matt Doherty transfer is probably the the biggest news as of late. Um, moving from Wolves to Spurs, what do we think? Like we were kind of talking about before the pod. What are your thoughts on you know? Do you you were considering having him in your team when he was on Wolves, and now how are you feeling about it? I, I kind of want to do the wait and see approach. Um, at six million, I need to kind of see where he's playing on the field because I don't. I don't like paying that much for defenders if they're not going to get a lot of attacking chances, uh, especially if they're wingbacks. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to take the wait and see approach. The downer to that that we were talking about is Spurs are pretty good defensively and they do get a lot of clean sheets um, and then they have pretty good fixtures. So would I blame someone for starting with him, even though he newly transferred to Spurs? Not at all. Yeah, I, I um I've actually seen a lot of chatter in the community saying, "Oh, well, he's not an option anymore. You, you can't pick him anymore at 6. He's way he's way too expensive. It doesn't make sense to have him." Um it, it's I think that's kind of absurd. I I I think that there's there's a very real chance that he can be a really good pick this year still. Um I think that he's going to pick up a decent number of cleans. Uh they do play so some people were arguing that they only play flat back four. That's not true. They, they play some three back systems. And I think when you bring in a player like Matt Doherty, you're planning to probably play uh, 
probably play some wing back. I mean, that's that's his that's his primary position. Um, and so, you know, I'd be I would be surprised if if he's not a decent pick this year. I the argument can be made though that there's there's other directions that you can go that you can still get good enough returns to cover his six. I get that his his <laughs> price point of six. Oh, my fan my fantasy Premier League site just went down too. Uh, right before yep. Jake and I started potting, the Fantasy Premier League website went completely down, which is great uh, when you're trying to do a podcast about fantasy soccer. Um, so I guess I'll just use uh, Fantasy Football Scout. I have to pull that up now. The the thing that also worries me, which we didn't talk about actually prior, Europa a little bit. Um, I know Spurs are going to have a lot of games yeah. at the beginning because they're actually going to have to qualify where wolves are not playing in Europe. And so that was something that I was really excited for having Doherty in my team because it's like, man, they're not having to play as many games. He's going to be well rested. I think wolves are really solid and are, are going to dominate um, without having to, you know, play so many games. Um, you know, now that's going to be Spurs. And so it makes me a little bit worried that if he's playing in a lot of Europa League games, is he going to get rested a little bit more? Right. Yeah, I guess I, I think maybe your approach of like wait and see is appropriate in this situation to kind of see like where he's playing and how they're playing. Um, the other team, I guess that's probably that's obviously we're talking about. We talked about it a little bit on the last pod is Chelsea, um, and they're, I mean, they're splashing some cash uh, since the mm-hmm. last pod. The Chilwell move has gone through Sar and Silva, um, so they're they're trying to. What they're trying to strengthen up that back line, I guess, right? Yeah, well, that's what they need to do. So it's it, man. Yeah, I don't. I, Chelsea Did you are just like what just happened. Do you I, have an orgasm? I'm, like what? No, what I'm was just, that? I'm, <laughs> I'm just oh. sad because I like. <laughs> I just wish, like, as an Arsenal fan, that we could do things like this. But I, I, and I don't know. I, I don't, I don't follow the transfer market as closely, and I don't know who is like able to facilitate facilitate all these moves but it's like chelsea just literally brought in a whole new team this year and they're gonna be good um they gave up two pks to brighton in preseason game but a lot of those guys weren't playing so if a lot of those guys are match fit ready day one i feel like you at least need to have two chelsea players on your squad yeah they have pretty good fixtures liverpool is the only tough game that they play I I like a lot of these guys that they're bringing in. It just seems to fit the team. Okay, I agree. But um, people are like boning out over Chelsea's back line now. Um, well, I mean, I think that's a little bit too far. But It's a lot bit too far. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> these players are, are better than their previous options defensively. But like... I mean, let's just be honest, right? Like, they're they're the defending players that they have weren't atrocious. They weren't. They had they had half decent players. It's Frank Lampard is the problem. It's not it's mm-hmm. not necessarily the players that they have. It's I mean, it's like it's absurd when you when you start digging into some of their defensive stats on like set pieces and stuff. And they have big, tall, athletic players that defend for them. It's not it it's it it comes down to system. I think a lot of the times with them. Um. And, and yeah, it's just poor. I mean, Lampard's just like, let's just ball, right? Like, let's just bang goals. He doesn't give a shit, right? Like about the way they defend. But um, yeah. 
What about, so what about, are there other big signings that you were like, oh, that could have pretty big fantasy implications? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to think of like who else got signed from another league. Well, like, um, like uh, I, I'm saying his name wrong, um, but is it Ezzy? Uh, who came in from QPR oh, for Chris, for Crystal Palace? Crystal People Palace. are all, are really excited about him. I don't. Do you know much about him? Um, no, and I haven't read too much about him yet. Um, I always get a little, <laughs> a little scared of players attacking for Crystal Palace, and yeah, uh, IU actually looked really good in his preseason game. I think he got a hat trick. Um, so it's like, what are they going to do? I, I think he's for sure a wait and see. Plus, I don't think they have super great fixtures either. Um, <clears throat> trying to think who else. I mean, that's like most. Um, there's there's a handful of other like there's a lot of signings, right? But like, I feel like those are kind yeah. of the ones that affect FPL the most. Yeah, the, the attackers. Um, who else would be? I'm trying to look i have it pulled up <clears throat> oh the didn't Le- isn't leads close to signing rodrigo or have our no they, they have signed rodrigo um from valencia he'd be a winger for them i think he, i mean you're more the expert on leads but it'll be interesting to see where his price point is because i mean he's a he's a pretty good attacker in the spanish league um yeah i wouldn't so, call myself an expert on leads either i'd be careful with that term i don't want to be an expert like at that. fucking anything in my life jake like yeah that's fair. the that's second fair. you're an expert people expect you to know everything we've we've been very transparent that we don't consider ourselves experts at fpl or the podcast uh but we like talking shit and uh and discussing yeah. these things from time to time and looking at some statistics and and just kind of having fun with it but so be careful jake with the way you throw the e-word around okay yeah. All right. That's fair. I mean, I think he's he's an interesting player. Um, I I could see him being on some teams by the end of the season, depending on his price point. I don't know if they've priced him yet. And then I don't know if we should count uh, Pereira. He played with West Brom last year, but he was on loan and he did get signed full time from Sporting Lisbon. Um, he's an interesting player that I can't quite decide if I want him at six mil um just because west brom are probably gonna get whipped a lot but he he had eight goals and 16 assists and that's not counting like fantasy assists that's pretty crazy you know to me to have a six priced six mil price player on your team that that did that the year prior it seems seems like the right price i guess i should say yeah right price indeed my dog's barking at something He's concerned. I think it's the chickens are outside, and sometimes he sees them, and then mm-hmm. he wants to like start start it up with them. Yeah. Hey Ringo. Does he Ringo? Does he ever want to kill be. them? Or? No, he's pretty good with the chickens. But uh, when he sees them walking around outside, he likes to try to make them fly because it's exciting for him. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's like when you see a PSL. Yeah, yeah. How many have you had? I understand. Uh, I did one, so I'm I'm on the. Uh, cold foam pumpkin cold brew i think that's what it's called what that's what i've been doing um what are you talking about yeah it's that's not a psl the cold it's the cold brew pumpkin cream yeah so that's what i've been doing because it's you know it's like 90 degrees every day and so i guess i could get an iced psl but what's it called the the 
pumpkin cream cold brew. Sounds like a Halloween porno. PCCB. Yeah, it's great. I might actually have to change my team name to PCCB for life. We'll wow, see. man. Okay, so just throw that out. One of the foundational yep. pieces of our podcast. Yeah, here, I'll, I'll read it to you. No, Topped I don't want with... to. I don't. Oh, oh. God okay. damn it. All right, oh, you're into mind. it. Read it. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Topped with a pumpkin cream cold foam and a dusting of pumpkin spice. There you go. Just the quick, quick version. <laughs> the synopsis. <laughs> yep. It's pretty uh, good. Plot twist. Pretty no good. one cares. Um, yeah, well. All right, we're, we're hard to say. Yeah, it's not. We're moving on. Um, all right, leagues. Um, so the the leagues are are starting to to fill up here. Um, well, the some of them are completely open, but um, but get in, okay? League dive leader league dive R zero XA two A. It's one of the top most competitive leagues in the world. Uh, the PSL Super League is actually filling up. We've added a, a number of Patreons, so a couple couple new people have joined. We'll we'll chat that later. Um, we still need to make a trophy for it, so don't worry. Jake and I are getting on it. It'll go out to Emma at some point. Um, league died, which is the um, which is the the what's it called? Zombie League. Um, o D Z Q nine B. O D Z Q nine B is the code for that. Um, and then the Slack team is really coming along. Um, quite a, a handful of new people have joined the Slack, um, so the interaction's been pretty good on there. Um, team's looking good right now. We're looking at like kind of, uh, and I actually like the team a lot. It, it was funny, yeah. Jake. I, um, it's I, it's like a lot like my, it team. is. Yeah. I was just going to say the same thing. Like it's almost the same. It's, it's not good. I like, uh, so I had been voting, but then just recently Gaz took a shot of like, Hey, here's where the team's at. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Like it's got like two guys different than what I do right now. Uh, so I wasn't super happy about that, but, um, but that's just how it goes. Uh, you know, I think that part of it too, Jake, is that like a lot of the people that are on the Slack are listening to our podcast too. Um, and so like we're sharing a lot of our ideas on the podcast and um, and maybe maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. So you're welcome, podcast Slack team who yeah. made a team named Marco Wasn't Matter last Doesn't Matter last year. We did that for you. Um, it wasn't anyone else except me and Jake. I'm sure that'll piss a few people off. Um Okay, so let's get into a few of our rotating sections. We'll talk. Um, we'll talk goalkeepers, and then we'll take a, a quick break, Jake. So, um, we did have a we did have an email write in for Pod Wars from John, and uh, it's pretty so- John. It's really solid. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna post it into the Slack for people that want to like get in on it. It's pretty funny. It it's it slams a pretty big uh, a pretty big podcast account. Uh, that that has been making podcasts for years and it's not don't i'm not that i'm afraid to start it i just i i like this other podcast and this was it was rather it had some aggressive things in it maybe maybe some some not not appropriate things i might need to cut those things out but uh, hilarious oh, yeah I'll, 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 it's hilarious it's hilarious um we had a lot of people write in some like some lost in translation sections um which are the sec- where we have to like use some of these funny words and things that people say in other parts of the world um once again, Native American Drake is just dropping bars on us. I, I don't, I don't really get yeah. it. Like, call me a rude k- kid or a maniac, but beats? Question mark. I ain't sharing them like Teddy. The only thing I will share like Jack is lyrics. I'll spray whenever you're ready. I think that's Doctor mm. Seuss. <clears throat> yeah, possibly. I, he he picks these things because I think they're F, they're supposed to be FPL related. The last one was supposed to be a, a Jose Mourinho reference and we didn't get it 
Uh, was that from the last pod? Yeah, I'll have to go yeah, back. I think so. The other one he wrote in is Chop Left Sent to the Shop. Go, is it Madeline? Pace abuse, I chase checks like Obama Yang. I, I don't. Who's yeah. Obama Yang? Is that even a person? Like, oh, yeah, like Pierre? P, P from Arsenal? Obama Yang? Don't call him P just because I dropped bars. You're like, yeah, my boy Pete. <laughs> like, yo, Pete. <laughs> I did, well i didn't know abba i didn't know how else to I'm say it like I don't, how I don't, else you know what i don't want i want nothing to do w- with this wakanda forever yeah well that's kind of a that might there be a little go. too soon is that was that supposed to be a joke no it wasn't a joke it was serious yeah. i was i was excited i, I thought that was quite good sad. it was really nice of him yeah quite sad but he paid his respects yeah. it was it was a pretty cool idea yeah, it so. was actually serious no uh, George writes in, when I was in France as a teenager, a French teen uh, spent a long time explaining to me that they have a saying about singing like a saucepan. I still don't get it. He also asked me what wanker meant because it kept coming up in the music he was listening to. So bad choice in music. Singing like a saucepan. That could be sexual, right? I, I It sounds like Yes, I make her sing like a, a saucepan. Like that? I don't know. Is it inappropriate? I'm just thinking like sizzling. Is it inappropriate you know, like, to do to do like accents like that? I don't know anymore. Like, is it because it's because it's like the it's like a white person accent? It's okay. Is that how that works? I think so. I mean, I'm I maybe I should do it because I'm like three percent French, so oh, I can make fun ipso, of ipso fatso. Yeah. You can do whatever you yeah. want. Yep. Uh, okay, Gary in New Zealand wrote in, uh, to get someone to hurry up, tell them to come on and get your A into G. Is that an ass into gear? I like get your A. We use that I'm one thinking. around here. Toxith said, yeah, I have nothing more that. to say to you. Glythes? 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 Yeah, that one I don't know. And Suge from Planet Pod. Oh, my gosh. Planet FPL here. The Planet Pod. British phrase to get in. Meat and two veg. Never heard that. Have you? Yeah, uh, that sounds inappropriate to me. I I looked up gloit. So it it is someone who doesn't understand basic conversation and is generally just annoying. Okay, so that's not very nice. No. Wow. Fuck off. I'm not typing in meat and two veg. I don't know what's going to come up with that. Safe search off. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Suj. Appreciate that. I will be using it for like everything the rest of this podcast. Um, There's uh, the last section that we have, and then we'll talk about goalkeepers, Jake, is there's some recently there was some community beef about Patreon accounts. So people Mm. people are getting a little wound up um, that people want to be rich, which is just oh gosh that's not good because that's what you talk about all i know the time. it's not great um here's i'm gonna give you my thought on patreon jake and i went back and forth on the patreon thing but like most of the time producing content like some of it can be done for free some of it costs money to do um it all costs a lot of time and uh and yeah we do it for fun but like as your community base grows like the amount of time required to keep it going like goes up and up and up and it gets harder and harder and harder and i know some people are probably rolling their eyes like oh i'm sure it's so hard for you but like 
it really does become so so fpl for me now and last season was the first season was like this it's not about me at all it's not about my team it's about the podcast and it's about the community i don't i don't get to like sit down and think about my team i don't i i mean i normally make my decisions like an hour before the deadline or like the night before with like 20 minutes of research. I, I don't get before it was very different. I used to sit and like think about things and pour over different ideas and make stupid spreadsheets like Jake because he doesn't do anything for the pod. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, like that's the trade off. And so like if somebody thinks that they, you know, that they can get a little bit of like a little bit of return for that, like go for it. I don't. I mean, obviously, we have a Patreon. I, I just think it's it's absurd that people whine about it. Well, is anyone forcing people to be Patreons? I'm confused about that. Like, who's twisting someone's arm and being like, "You have to pay"? Yeah, some. So choice. some people will. I will say some some podcasts or like um, or or content creators, you know, will build a following and then they start putting a bunch of their stuff behind paywalls. So like, oh, you want to see this? Then yeah. you have to pay. Jake and I, we, we you know, we don't do that. The only thing we have is our Slack channel. So like, you know, you join the, join the Patreon, you get to be in the Slack, but you get to have the podcast and the content week in and week out. Um, you get to have access to that and our website and everything like for, for right. There's no, no cost to that. But I yeah. mean, the difference is we're rich though. Right, Jake? I mean, that's the difference. And that's yeah, the reason. That and we've been difference. very transparent about like, we just want to make money. So that's mm -hmm. what it's all about at the end of the day. Um, let's get back on track for a little bit of a um, little bit of FPL. I think that's important. Um, Let's start with goalkeepers, Jake. Uh, in this mid-price mid-price bracket, now it's it's a little bit tough right now because uh, apparently all the websites are just down. Fantasy Premier League doesn't work anymore, I guess. Um, yeah. So that that makes it a little bit hard. But are there so are there like I guess for goalkeepers, would we say like that five range is kind of the is kind of the yeah, mid-price five and five and a half. Yeah, that's like kind of the mid-price goalkeepers. Um, we didn't really yeah. give the uh, the premium goalkeepers much thought do we give the mid-price goalkeepers much thought Ugh. um i think it even gets worse personally yeah i mean Gar garf writes in uh mid-price bracket pod could be a two-hour pod that's true uh so goalkeepers mid-price would be around five mil so in your opinion who's the best pair of rotating goalkeepers um and then he says side note marco i know you like to squeeze every uh every pound out of your sub uh, players but is this the season because of covid to have two playing keepers um it's an interesting question huh uh i don't why why would why why would you need two playing goalkeepers because it's covid just in case like one gets sick yeah i mean so like like the whole chelsea squad got sick the other day yeah that's fair. Two weeks. I, I i would say the only mid-price goalkeeper i would be interested in would be Hugo because I think he he actually would get a lot of points because um, he gets saves and he keeps cleans. But I guess Nick Pope too. I we shouldn't forget that Pope's now five and five and a half. Um, but I think based on their current price points, they're going to have to have pretty stellar seasons. I will say they did a much better job pricing goalkeepers this year. I mean, almost everybody had Pope last year. I feel. Right. For some reason, I got off of Pope, which was stupid. But yeah, bad job by us. Um, bad job by us. And so we we both said at the beginning of the year Pope would be the highest scoring goalkeeper, and I think most people knew that. Um, this year, I don't think it's as simple because I think you know we haven't done budgets, but not a lot of budget options. Yeah, there's only really a few, right? 
Yeah. Um, so, so Loris, Hugo, um, the Pope, maybe you'd look at at 5.5 and that's, that's it in that range. I, I mean, I think Pickford's not a great option. Um, Leno, Ooh, I, we don't even know yeah, right now. Yeah, what's the deal? Is he healthier or no? His injury. I think he's getting healthier, but, you know, Martinez started yesterday for the Community Shield, so that worries me if you go Arsenal because then you're paying for a five-and-a-half and a four-and-a-half four goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Martinez is the by far the best, you know, budget goalkeeping option but i just don't see him playing the whole season and there's a lot of talk about other teams interested in him um but you know leno does tend to make a lot of saves because arsenal's defense is pretty bad but that could change question mark i you know i don't know i i don't i and also dubrovka was interesting at five for newcastle um but he's injured now so i i just don't like this mid-price goalkeeping tier it always seems to be a trap yeah it's it's like you feel like you're maybe getting like you feel like you're maybe getting a little bit more out of that player because oh they're on a slightly better team or um or maybe last year they had a good season but that's what they're they're priced so so far so much off of last season and the, and the point spread is so so small between like the top goalkeepers and the goalkeepers that are a little bit below them um and they might be another you know Point five or, or mil higher i don't know I, yeah i tend to agree mm-hmm. what about like patricio do you have any thoughts on him he doesn't get a lot of sh- save points and bonus mm-hmm. points so i just don't like him um ramsdale at five some people are talking about um because he's with sheffield mm-hmm. and they keep some cleans uh, they keep some cleans. yeah they do keep some cleans he- so and their fixtures aren't terrible so he might be someone you could rotate with a four and a half maybe but i i you know that's something to be determined because if you look at his stats he's much worse than henderson which makes sense but i just don't know if he's going to keep as many cleans as henderson did he you know sheffield did get give up a lot of shots which is why henderson was second to pope last year and it's like if he lets just one of those go in a game, you know, and they lose like four or five cleans, he's he's not going to be worth that five mil price. Yeah, I mean Henderson had Henderson had a, a very high save percentage this last year at mm-hmm. I think seventy. It says seventy six percent last year, and he faced um, one hundred and twenty eight shots on target. So he you know he did quite well given the number of shots he faced on target, yeah. but. Um, you know, like didn't didn't have to make as many saves as a lot of other goalkeepers, right? Like Dubrovka or Cruel or you know, like those guys made way more saves last year um, than mm-hmm. he did. So I guess yeah, and and part of that ha- comes down again to like to to tactics tactics of the different teams, right? So Sheffield United tend to tend to block up really well, like in front of in front of the 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 box there, and and um, and shield the front of the goal really well, so that. A lot of the shots mm-hmm. are from further away or, or, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, he only faced actually, I'm reading here, 60 shots in the box, um, which put him puts him pretty low. Yeah, like a 12th or 13th in, in the league for shots in the box that he had to save. So, um, okay. Well, we'll get into, I guess, next week, kind of like the McCarthy's and the Matt Ryan's and like the players that I'm kind of thinking more about for my goalkeeper. Um, I think that's kind of where you're at as well, right? 
Correct. Okay, so we'll get into that next week in the in the budget pod. Uh, Jake, let's take just a really short break. Oh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, midfielders. We'll talk about forwards, um, and we'll wrap things up. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Just want to give a shout out to two new Patreon members, Andrew and Frank. Thanks for joining, fellas. We really appreciate it. They just got into the Slack channel. Uh, they've been getting involved in the Slack team and voting and, and figuring out drafts and stuff like that. Uh, join the Slack. Join our Patreon. Get in the PSL Super League. Uh, support us. Support the pod. We really appreciate it. That's the only time I'll ever be genuine about it again. Jake, let's get into defenders, midfielders, and forwards in in this mid-priced bracket. It's it's a tricky price range. I think more so for the midfield than anything. Midfield and forwards. The defenders, I mean, I know a lot of people are on this right now, current current structure where they either have like really expensive players or like dirt dirt cheap players. That's kind of how my team has been set up. I don't know how where you're set up right now, but mm-hmm. you know, let's let's get into these like five and five point five defenders a little bit. Um is there anybody, I guess the first question is just, is there anybody that kind of like stands out to you? You know, like Thomas Bracken was saying, are there any decent mid-priced defenders or should we be just looking at the six plus or budget players? I mean, I think that's the first big question. Are there any fives or five fives that yeah. really stand out to you or not really? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> With with asterisks, I guess I would say Chilwell to me is going to be very interesting at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, he tends to get up, you know, has a little bit more attacking prowess if he plays on the right for Chelsea and gets to join in the attack a little bit more. I could see him being a fair price point at 5.5. Um, but I do all in all agree with you that this seems to be a very much of a dead zone because just the goal threat of these players really drops off, Mm -hmm. but you're still paying a a rather big price for them. And so you're not going to hopefully, hopefully you're going to get a lot of clean sheets, but you're not, you're not looking at a ton of Liverpool players. And then you're not looking at a ton of Man City players. Aki is interesting. If he can consistently nail down starts, yeah, he'll probably be on my team at five and a half, even though he's a center back, just because of his like clean sheet and, and chances to score off of set pieces. But I just I don't know if he's going to be playing consistently for them. The good news is they have pretty tough fixtures to start. Mm-hmm. They don't play in game week one, so you don't have to make that decision right away. But I would say Aki and Chilwell are two guys that are a little bit higher on my radar for for the entire season. Um, Dunk at five probably isn't the worst option um he actually has the highest expected goal involvement higher than any of the 5.5s did last year so yeah i I, the only one that i I mean i i get what you're saying the only player that really potentially to me is is chillwell now i did say that like chelsea's back line is worthless and i i still stand by that um but I also know that they like to allow their their outside backs to get up into the attack. Um, And if their back line is slightly better, just slightly better, and Chilwell is allowed to play high in attack, I think that that team's going to score so many goals that he'll be on on the end of of attacking returns as well. Um, 
What about like the Manchester United players? Are there any of them that you're kind of like, like, you know, Juan Basaka or Maguire, anybody like that? Juan Basaka, like post restart, would be the only player that I would maybe consider if he can keep up his like attack. Um, he, he just. He's not a terrible price point, and if if they can keep more clean sheets, like he might be someone that you could consider. Um, I'd be a little bit more interested in Chilwell just because I think he's a slightly better attacker in in the fact that he might get more goal returns. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Juan Juan did have some assists at the end of the year, so it you know again, it's like, are you fitting your team? to like have a mid-price defender then then yeah Juan Basaka might be someone you consider game week two because they have a good run of fixtures or or chill well um I I don't think it's wrong because that way if someone does kind of develop or you do want to go to Aki you know you don't have you can just make a straight swap rather than bringing a higher player down or or it's going to be really hard for you to bring uh, you know a 4-0 defender 4.5 defender up to a five and a half defender especially if they bump up to 5.6 that's going to really screw right. you up so. yeah Juan Basaka, you know the thing that kind of turns me off from him is his minutes per expected goal involvement is like it's at 800 um whereas like just to give you perspective like van anholtz expected goal minutes per expected goal involvement is 470 um or even dunks is 623 they just united just don't attack through the outside backs very often correct yeah and that's where i think like even dunk at five makes more sense like they're gonna keep you know maybe even more maybe they'll get double digit clean sheets this year they did bring in uh veltman from ajax you know, the clean sheets for teams like that are so random, in my opinion. Um, but like Dunk tends to get bonus. He he tends to get a corner goal here and there. And if the, he gets a corner goal and they win 1-0, I mean, he can have those 15-point performances. And at five, he's not a terrible price. You know what I mean? So if it's like a differential player that you have... Is it worth it? Possibly. I, you know, I don't I don't think it's wrong to try a player like that. You know, we had a guy in our league who had dunk for a lot of the season and he got him a lot of points. No. So I, I'm not. Oh, the league's back up. There we go. Oh, the website is. <laughs> you got yeah. that. You got that. Refresh. Yeah, been You've been refreshing the whole time. Yeah. Oh, not the whole time, but a little bit. Uh, so. It is just a little easier to like track guys down that you're interested in when you're trying to record a freaking podcast. It's nice to have a website. Yeah. Um, what did they, what do you think they did like that? They shut it all down. Like, why did they do that? Uh, too many, too many people on there. No, maybe they were adding players. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Well, maybe that. let me see if Rodrigo's priced. <laughs> um, okay. So that's kind yep. of the, the mid price defenders talk. There's not a, a ton there, but there's a lot here in the, in the midfield, right? I think that this is kind of a, this is a tough conversation because, I think that this is where we're going to see a lot of um, like a, a lot of differentiation between teams is going to be in this midfield spot. Um, so, you know, I would say mid price midfielders, you know, 5.5, right. All the way up to what? Like nine. Yeah. I think that's what we yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I know that's I a huge, agree. it's a huge range, but like for some people, their third and fourth midfielders might be, 
might be, you know, like really low, right? They might be, you know, some people might have a third midfielder that costs six. Okay. While others are going to have a third midfielder that costs nine. So it just kind of depends um, on the player. I guess let's just start with this, right? Like let's get into kind of the players that you, you and I both like. Is there somebody that's really, uh, you know, let's just, yeah, let's just do that. Like who's really standing out to you right now? Mm, at this price point, not, I don't think anyone's like super standing out, which makes sense, right? Because right. we said it's a pretty yeah. hard place to to pick Tell from. Me, say say um, who you said before the pot. Oh, so <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It doesn't matter, Jake. Like, doesn't matter how many times you get burned, you get red cards from him. You're always like, okay, man, Sun's looking pretty good. I'm thinking he's the one. He's going to be my guy this year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he always tricks me, and I'm sure he'll do it to me again this year, and I'll I'll hate him again. But of of the group, he has the highest points per match at 5.6. He did lose half a mil. So last year he was 9.5. Now he's nine. And I don't know how deserved that was. He had two red cards, a bunch of injury time off. I, I mean, I don't I don't remember exactly how many games he played. Um, and I apologize for the listeners. But if you're going to own him, now's the time. Um, they play away to Man U uh, week four. But otherwise, you know, they don't play any other top uh eight side what did burnley finish burnley's their only other tough game mm-hmm. or, or everton maybe and so don't put don't put i everton really like there. him at don't put everton i like him at nine yeah don't put everton that's fair I, I really like him at nine i just know that once kane comes in they're like we, we were talking about it they're gonna make him play in the second row of the stands and son's gonna be like why am i out yeah. here <laughs> i don't understand he's um he's a so. i will say this he's a very consistent fpl returner so 2016 17 174 points the next year 178 the next year 159 the one year next year 169 and and in those first three years that i listed the most minutes he played was like 2300 minutes last year he played like 2500 minutes so he is that's the issue though like that's not that many. Something always screws right, him over, not, like whether he has to go fight in South Korea right. or what. Like, I, like something always causes him to like miss a ton of minutes, and it really is. Yeah, annoying. he's a little red card merchant though, too, right? Like, he's good for yeah. two red cards his last year, a red card the year before. Like, he's good. He's good for a red card from time to time. But um, but yeah, no, he uh, and he's had some injuries, right? He's had some like hamstring stuff or like or other small injuries mm-hmm. and things like that. So, um. I do tend to agree. I think if you're going to own him now is probably the time to get after it just because of the fixtures. Um, and I would guess Jose would have this team like ready to go at the beginning of the year. Um, and his expected goal involvement was high. Um, so there, was, there were only a few midfielders, few players last year. Um, so William, Mahrez, Martial, and Antonio are the only four players that had a higher expected goal involvement than Sun did. And two of those players are now classified as forwards because they played as central strikers um, for their respected teams. Um, so I think, yeah, I think he's good. Nine's a lot though. Nine's a lot for anybody. Yeah, I, I agree. He's kind of like that nice middle range though, where you could probably hop up if you needed to or go down to other players. Um 
But yeah, I mean, he's definitely in my top five interests in this price point. Okay. I like him. Um, do you want to talk about Chelsea's Chelsea's guys? Yeah, I'll, I'll read some questions and then we'll like we'll jump into that. So like two points, sex sounds writes in like the best mid price mids. That's kind of what we're doing right now. Uh, Gabriel wrote in thoughts on the five and five point midfield price. I've gone from mm-hmm. uh, Suchek to Keita to Saka. Surely Keita will usually start ahead of Milner. Um, FPL Virgin writes in, who's the best fourth midfielder to start the season with? There seems to be a lot of so-so options. That's kind of what we were saying too, but no one is truly exciting. Um, does the does the quality of Jake's PSL vary depending on which Starbucks barista is operating the coffee machine? Apparently not, because Jake doesn't even like PSLs anymore. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like my heart's been torn out today. Um, well, maybe I'll maybe I'll get one for y'all today. Yeah, do it for us, Jake. We'd really appreciate that. Um, let's uh well let's just continue with like kind of what two point sex sounds question was like just those these best price guys so i think chelsea yeah chelsea's definitely the the next spot because you have like a handful of players in in this position so um you know and and i think we we talked a little bit about it last week was like getting that right with chelsea's gonna be a big deal okay because there's so many there's so many guys and they're gonna clearly score a lot of goals so Pusik, um, Mount, uh, Zayek, um, who else is in that price point? Is the, are those the three? Mm, I feel like we're missing one. Hudson Adoy. Oh, Adoy. Yeah. Um, and then I guess maybe RLC versus Barkley. And I think we know. I think we know who's going to play for them, which is kind of nice. I think it's going to be, if healthy, Pulisic, um, Zayic, and Mount. You know, across the middle. What about so, what about what's his name, Havertz? Yeah. What is the deal? Actually, we should probably know that. I mean, has he? Are they still working on um, signing him over? Is it? Is it like a done deal? I, I just it doesn't say like on the Premier League website that it's a done deal. Yeah. Um, I don't think it is yet. I mean, on, if you it says just on the on the verge of signing. So I mean, that will really screw things up once he comes in. Right. So they're trying to like, yeah. It sounds like when I'm looking here, da, 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 da. yeah. It sounds like there's that they've mostly agreed to terms. They're just like finalizing things. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. That'll make things interesting and much harder. That's what she said. <laughs> I, I just don't see why Mount would play. Um, personally, he just, I don't know. I don't think he's like up to it, but that's just That's me. what she said. <laughs> I just, yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, Zayek looked good. He got like kind of a hockey assist yesterday. That's what she said. He was playing pretty. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't even well. make sense. <laughs> He, he was playing pretty wide, um, but also got injured. And so now you got two guys injured, Pulisic, Zayek. I mean, it's probably not serious. It sounds like he just twisted his knee, but... <laughs> just a torn ACL. Uh, like, get out there. What do you... Yeah, we, we'll wait on that news. I think you and I both really like Werner, which we're talking about midfielders. So the question is, do you double up with Chelsea? And then who do you go mm-hmm. with? But 
I mean, if Pulisic is healthy, I think he's a really good option. He is like that greedy FPL player that everybody wants. He dribbles, he takes shots, um, doesn't pass a ton, but does tend to get a little couple assists, um, either from setting up a player really close or like rebounds and things like that. Yeah, his so. again, he's another or PKs. He's another player, Pulisic, who's whose minutes per expected goal involvement is is really really strong. Um, I mean, Mares mm-hmm. is a little bit better. Antonio's is a little bit better um, from this last year, but Pulisic is one of the, the best at about 150 minutes per expected goal involvement. So, you know, that's something that we that we obviously look for, and and like you said, that's partly due just to kind of his like his um, like selfishness, the way he plays the game. So, okay, so those are the the players. I mean, I'm thinking I'll be doubled up. I'll have probably a Chelsea midfielder as well. I, I'm not 100 percent sure which one yet. Um, are there other, like, who are the other players, like the other big players in that, in that price point? Well, well, initially, and I still can't decide, Barnes is interesting if he just plays the whole year with Lester and Lester can do well. Um, I'm a little bit worried because they're going to be playing in, are they in, are they in Europa or are they in? champions league i uh, you'll have to chart that for me no they, they finished behind man united right fourth yeah fourth so is that play in for champions no, that's in. or is that automatic oh yeah so i mean that's gonna that their team's not very deep and we've seen that team struggle prior when they were in europe um you know last year they didn't have to worry about that and it's like that's not like they've added anybody so that worries me. But like both Maddo and Barnes at seven. They finished fifth. You know, Damn it. Chelsea. Yeah. So right are they, the year. Remember Chelsea kind of got in. So are they playing? Are they then having to play yeah, in or are they playing, automatically in playing, Europa? No, it's playing or Europa, right? That's that's what happens. So either you get in or okay. you don't. I think that's how that works. Yeah. So either I mean, way, they're playing. Either way, they're playing. I think Champions League is even more grueling, but... Yeah just because the games are higher quality. Um, but to me, they're just not deep enough. But I do like Madison and Barnes at seven. Like, there is there is value to be had there. Um, Barnes actually has a higher expected goals, which makes sense. He tends to actually shoot a little bit more, but Madison provides a little bit more for your um, expected assists. Um, and security of playing. And security of playing. I don't. I don't know though. Don't you think Barnes is kind of nail? I guess there's Perez um, and Gray. Yeah, that's and fair. Germans, and that's they fair. move guys all over the place. I don't know. Yeah, I. No, I. I think. Yeah. I, I think. think he's, I think he should. If play. I go with one of them, I think Maddo. But yeah. it, it's to be determined. But they have a pretty good run of fixtures, and so it's like. I don't know. It's it's a it's somewhere where you might be able to start off and and do pretty well with them. Um, I don't I don't love it. It seems a little bit like a trap. And it's then the trap. only other, I mean, before we get to the five and a half and fives, I mean, what are your thoughts on Triori now that Doherty's just, gone? If yeah, he stays at Wolves, that. so there's some there's some chat online that that possibly like he could play in that wing back position, which is that's mm-hmm. not attractive to me. I know he's done that in the past, but like him being pushed further back on the field, I don't like. The uh, the other side of that though would be like consistently playing. You know, like if he plays mm-hmm. week in and week out, you know, his his expected goal involvement was pretty decent this year at about 10 um and his 
His minutes per expected goal is at like 250, uh, which isn't terrible. It's not spectacular given like there's other players in that zone. But at at 6.5, it's pretty good. He's a steal. I think he's a steal if he plays every week, personally. I, I don't love it if he plays all the way back in that position, but he is so explosive. He draws so many penalties. He gets a lot of oh a lot of goodness. passes across the box. My dog is going like, crazy. What is happening? He's super excited about it. He agrees no, he that Triori is a steal. All right, give me a minute. I gotta I gotta solve this. Whatever's <laughs> going on. One minute. Okay, I I'm sorry. Are you still there? Yep, so I'm here. Somebody somebody just came to the house for like the US census and was like hmm. uh I haven't been able to get a hold my dog's very wound up. I haven't been able to get a hold of your neighbors. Can you tell me how many people live there? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not, that's not, I'm not, if they don't want to give their census numbers or whatever, like, I'm not going to be the one to give it for you. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, that doesn't seem appropriate. Yeah, she's like, well, we have to get a proxy. I was like, I don't know what that means. Words. You want to be on an FPL pod? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Triore? <laughs> tell me that. Tell tell us that. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm sorry. I'm back now. I'll edit out all of that blank space before. Great. Okay. Other players. So we just did Triore. Should well, should we talk about the the bottom, the the five and five and a half? I mean, do you want to? Well, we didn't talk about Foden yet. Yeah, I think he's um, a talk. He's a talk for sure. Mahrez and Foden are an important like conversation. I mean, you know, yeah. like. Obviously, Mahrez had a great year last year, 175 total points, 11 goals, 14 assists. He only played 1,900 minutes, which is pretty crazy um, to like have that type of return. And if you look at like his expected goal involvement um, of 15, he was third behind Antonio and Martial. I mean, if you knew that he was going to play roughly like that many minutes again this year, would he be straight in your team? Yeah. I think so. He's, I mean, he's really, he's great. He's good value. Well, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, and I need to do this more. And I, I apologize for the listeners, but with the vacation and everything, I really like De Bruyne and Sterling, but I just don't know how I would yeah. do that with my team if I got Fernandez. And so then the question becomes, do I go with a Greenwood who we could talk about as well? Um, or, or maybe Rashford, and and forgo Fernandez and then try to field the team and get Foden in there as well and just have three Man City players across the midfield that are rotating in and you know like some of them have got to play it's not like all three of those guys can't play um, and I just got to figure out if that's going to be a feasible option. Yeah, so basically what you're saying is like you don't have the higher price Fernandez, but you're able to get those points. Elsewhere. Yeah elsewhere on man united but then you know or the other simple option is go sterling or de bruyne and then go with foden and that'll be super easy um mares again i just i haven't seen him be he hasn't really been playing and that's what worries me a little bit but he's fantastic when he's on the field um so i again like if you go with the zayat or pulisic you could always move laterally to mares or even sun um and so that's what that's what's going to be the tricky thing, and I think that's where I mean we'll we'll talk about it. We'll get there. 
what do I do with the forwards? Do you go lower up top so that you can facilitate more of these players across the midfield? And that's always the tricky question. And, you know, we don't have to get into that right now, but I do think Foden is almost a must own if he continues to play like he did last year, um, just at his price point of six and a half. But it's always hard with Pep. You never know. And then they brought in Torres from, you know, the Spanish league yeah. at seven. And so is he going to play at all or, or no? no it's really, yeah. So that's, I think that's, what's hard. It's, it's the same city conversation we have every time we talk about city. Well, if he plays, <laughs> he's great. Right. And it's so hard to like, know what it's going to look like. I mean, remember the year before this last year, Bernardo Silva played 2,800, almost 2,900 minutes on the season. Mm-hmm. This last year, he only played 2,000 and Mahrez took most of those minutes. Um, you know, now we've got David Silva's out and you'd think that Foden would possibly like fill that spot uh, at some, you know, at some level or Bernardo Silva plays in there and then Foden gets some of those minutes on the wing that Bernardo Silva was getting before or does Mahrez now just lock down that wing spot and play like Sterling did almost, you know, Sterling played 2,600 minutes. Does Mahrez play almost that much this year? Um Mm-hmm. It's it it is really hard to know. I I think at six point five, Foden has the potential to be the greatest value in that position. Um, but I actually think, I mean, again, it's if he plays. But like Mares could have a season like Sterling has, if Mares plays. I, I actually think Mares is more of a player than Sterling is. Um, but I guess we'll see. It, it's it's. What do you think, like, with this? Do we take a risk and, like, go with these players early, or do we kind of just wait and then try to get on them? Yeah, and <clears throat> I that's the hardest question for me. That's probably one of my top three questions for my FPL team this year. But I, I think it's worth the risk because it's going to be a good differential because not a lot of players, not a lot of teams are going to be able to do this. Um and so if you bank your transfers and say you are able to start with like maybe one United or City guy who benches for your first week, maybe you take a little bit of a hit there, but hope that all these other players don't return a ton game week one. And then you're just set, you know, game week two and you make those two transfers starting game week three and your team's going to be way, way different. And Man United have good fixtures. Man City are just good. You know they're going to do well. Right. I mean, I know they play Leicester. I, I, they're pretty good, mm, yeah. Interesting. Pretty good. Um, so they play Leicester, and then they have Leeds, and then Arsenal, and, and West Ham. And I just think there's a lot of points to be had. I mean, De Bruyne's on 37% of teams, and then you have Sterling on 5%. And I can honestly say that if that percentage is close game week one i may just go sterling mm-hmm. instead just for the differential or, or try to have both um he is he is a fantastic player in in getting behind the lines and having a lot of chances like he literally his prior two seasons 17 goals 15 assists 18 goals 17 assists like you just can't tell me that he should only be owned in five percent of teams yeah and then 20 goals this last year yeah, 20 goals. I mean, his assists were way down, but he, I think he had a kind of off yeah, year. Yeah, feel like And that. so that's yeah. the time, to, that's the time to have him. 
right? When he's only going to be owned by a few teams. Um, so I, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Makes me sometimes think though, that like the early wild card is actually the move this year. Yeah, it might. I mean, it might be if you can't, if you can't finagle your way to make a team with, with that. And maybe that's not the way to go. Maybe the way to go is just have your team for like two game weeks right. and then just wild card it and go from there and bring um, in city players because they have a nice run of fixtures bring in wolves, yeah. wolves and you'll players. know and then you'll know right. which ones are going to be players city's players yeah. united players all like are loaded up there it's a great run of fixtures even like liverpool's yeah. fixtures are pretty deep i mean they play ch- they're actually their fixtures are good the whole start of the year but anyways i don't know i guess we'll see what what about united i mean i think that that's the other team to discuss they they um mm-hmm. You know, so so we have kind of the three the three main options there, um, and I think you know you had already talked a little bit about like the Fernandez versus Rashford versus Greenwood. I would say those are the three main options, right? Is there anybody else on in in the midfield that you're interested in there or no? Nope, just those three. I I just I think Greenwood's a little bit of a trap yeah. in the fact that he overperformed his expected goals by like seven. It's it's a crazy number. You know, he's going to get consistent starts. And so you could have that argument for him. Um, but I just, I like Fernandez like way too much. There's a lot of people saying he's not going to be worth it. I just can't wrap my head around that yeah, argument because he's on so many free kicks. Um, he takes PKs most likely. He shoots from outside the box, but he's like good at shooting from outside the box. More like a, you know, a hazard type player. Um, where yeah, his his expected goal involvement per sh- or his xG per shot like is lower, but he doesn't miss by much when he misses. It's not like someone just like hitting the ball twenty yards over the goal like a like a Pogba. Um, <laughs> to say within the Man United team, like when Pogba shoots from outside of the box, I'm like, okay, here we go it's again. Like you shooting from outside but, the box. Yeah, exactly. That's it's just worthless <laughs> um but when fernandez shoots i feel like he always has a chance to to get one um great fixtures i that's what's tricky for me i think you're gonna lose a lot if you go with greenwood but you you save that money elsewhere the question is are you gonna use it to good effect mm. good great question great question uh <laughs> do you want to talk about it any of the lower yeah, priced options. Yeah, I think like what Gabriel was saying, like and an FPL Virgin too, like those fourth or even fifth midfield options if you go with a, a beefier midfield, the the like that five point five zone. And and I think Kaita's interesting, Saka, Suchek. I mean who I don't know. Like Kaita's the most interesting to me. Navi. Really? Yeah, I think of those three that he just said. I mean, well, I guess I'd say this. Liverpool midfielders traditionally don't score that many points anyways, right? It's it's not the way they play. Um, like even uh, Wijnaldum, who played 3,000 minutes this last year, and I know that Kaita's a, a more, you know, maybe a, a more offensive gifted player and gets in the box more. I, I agree with that. But like, you know, Wijnaldum had had a nice year in that regard and like, he only had four goals, zero assists, 3,000 minutes he played. He played a ton. Um, so I take that back, I guess. Like, Kaita, I, I think that 
if Liverpool's style of play changes a bit, but the midfield players for Liverpool are not necessarily creators or goal scorers. I mean, their job is to facilitate play through the middle of the pitch, switch the point of attack, and get the ball forward to Salah and Mane. That's basically their job. And then defensively, they they hunt like in a three-man unit. It's pretty cool, actually, the way they the three midfielders press. Um, but it's not necessarily great for FPL returns. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I it, it is interesting. Like, if, if he's a little bit different, though, right? I mean, he plays. He tends to play a bit further forward and get in the box a bit more. Um, but I don't know. Like they would have to, I guess, change their style a bit. What about Saka though? You're the Arsenal fanboy. Um, <clears throat> I just don't like their fixtures. And so, if you're gonna wild card after game week two or plan to move them out after game week two, yeah, could consider it. Um, well, he he won't I, start. I think though, he's gonna like won't. I mean, won't Willian kind of play in that spot? I don't know. I think there's a good chance that he does start, um, but he does tend to do way better on the left side. And didn't doesn't Willian usually play on the right for Chelsea? Yeah, um, he does. He, am I no, am I does. wrong in thinking yeah, he that? does normally? So so I guess my thoughts are, man, it's hard because like you know, yesterday Saka started out on the right wing. And so that's, that's Willian's spot. So I do agree. Um, he might not play on like the top forward line, but if he plays behind Aubameyang on the left, I could see him getting an assist here and there. I just don't, I don't, I don't love him long-term. I, I just, I, I don't think he's going to get too many goals, but I guess that's not what a 5.5 is going to get for you. I'm actually more interested in a lot of like the promoted guys at this price range. I think all, one of them always like breaks through. But the question is like, who's that going to be? And so to me, I actually kind of like Pereira at six. It's pretty risky, but West Brom do have their best run of fixtures from the get go. Um, I'm not advocating to go for it, but or are you if you're it sounds like you are well i don't honestly i don't like anybody in the six mil or below um easy from crystal palace or as i again i'm i need to read more about him he's six Pereira's six trossard is six um but i feel like the the i, I just think six and below this year they're they're not good um you know susak Suchek from West Ham and Saka are probably your other two okay options. And then Kaito. I think we just named everybody who you could consider. And then St. Maxim, um, who hasn't really played in any of the preseason games, which worries me a little bit. But those are the guys that I think you could consider. But I don't I don't love any of yeah. them. People um, are all over. What's it? Su- is it Suchek or Sus- Susek? Ah, that's Damn. a good question. We're we going to get roasted. Yeah, people yeah. are going to roast us on that. People are people are so excited <laughs> about him. I, I don't really I don't really get. I mean, I'm looking at his heat map right now. Like box to box midfielder, majority of the time spent in the middle third, gets in the attacking positions a little bit, like through the middle of the pitch. I mean, as you'd expect him to do. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess are people attracted to the like the 5.0 price tag is that what they're kind of into yeah and he's just banging goals i just think it's gonna regress but i i mean currently i have considered him in my draft 
Um, because I think he's nailed and he's five and he, he got three goals with, with only a thousand minutes played last year. And so if he keeps anywhere close to that, he's probably worth a hold for the whole season. Hmm. But, but if you have him, I think then the question becomes, is he your fifth priced or your fourth? If he's your fourth mid, I think you're going to be in trouble. And if he's your um, fifth, are if, you playing him every week? I guess maybe, right? Yeah. Like that's the, that's the plan. Then you go with that smaller forward yeah. line, right? And you play a five man midfield. Yep. yep. I think that's fair. And that's what I'm considering instead of having like a Dale Stevens. Cause really there's nobody at 4.5 right now that I, I like, um, I just, but, but again, what's the point? I don't know. Like if Stevens comes in and gets you one point that that one time that you need him, yeah, you just got to decide. I think you got to decide what forward you want, mm-hmm. and do you need that extra point five to get up to Werner um, or somebody else? Well, but, I guess that brings us yeah. to the forwards, then, doesn't it? Yep, it does. So um, we do have a couple of questions that we'll hit at some point. Roy wrote in Laka for the first two games, then switched to Jimmy. Looks tasty. Hmm. <laughs> No. I added that in part. Um, soccer Milf wrote in, thoughts on Antonio as a game week punt uh, before switching to a premium forward like Martial or Werner or the supremely underpriced Firmino. Um, I don't, is that serious? I don't know. All I got to say is meat and two veg. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. Um, What's the deal with Antonio, though? Isn't he injured now? He's not marked as injured, but I thought there was some... I'll look it up right now. Um, The only thing I hate about that is you're making a transfer game week one or two for him, and I feel like you're going to need that transfer elsewhere for, like, Man United guys or Man City guys unless you're planning on wildcarding. Yeah, true. If you're wild, well, the hashtag if you're wild carding, uh, that's like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's not listed as injured right now on Premier League injuries. Yeah. And normally they have it, so yeah. Um, he just hasn't been playing right now. Well, man. they might be giving him some time, like in the preseason here. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I like I I. I guess for me, the the forward players to consider. And it's just consider because I don't know that like I'm going to actually go after many of these guys, but um, I mean it's 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 Ings, Jimenez, obviously, um, Wood, Ayu, Antonio, and maybe Mi- Mitrovic. I mm-hmm. think those are. Am I missing anybody? Ings, Jimenez, Wood, Ayu, Antonio. Mitrovic, not re- not really, unless you want to consider Martial at nine. Oh yeah, I guess, I but guess, yeah, little, I, he's like right on the edge, right? And Martial, we shouldn't completely write him off, um, because he did have seventeen goals and nine assists somehow. That's a lot. No. It is a lot, and he had a lot of them post lockdown. I think six goals and three yeah. assists. But so, what are you yeah. doing? What I, are you doing? I, what are you going to do? Oh man, don't lie. <laughs> I I'm. Well, the two big differences that I've had is I've there's three. Oh, I've had Werner and Mitrovic. Yeah, I guess I lied already. Werner and Mitrovic, um, Ings and Mitrovic, which I can kind kind of consider like the same. Um, 
And then the other option is Werner and an Ings, so playing a little bit more up top. And I I, I might switch to Jimenez for sure, but I'm not going to have Jimenez the first two game weeks. I just I don't think it's worth it with Sheffield and Man City. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I like uh, a little bit. Okay, tell uh, me, tell me. Yeah, okay. You're going to hate it. Vardy and Werner. That's pretty heavy um, up top. To start the season. It's pretty heavy. And so I got to try to find a way to see if that works for me. But, oh, man, those fixtures for Leicester are just scrumptious, you know? Say scrumptious again. Scrumptious. Don't say scrumptious again. <laughs> um, uh, Jimenez, I think, and Ings are... So initially, I hadn't even actually considered either of them. Um, at 8.5, they both should be considered. Uh, Jimenez with an expected goal involvement of almost 22 this year. Ings at uh, 18.5. Um, re- really strong for both of them. And their minutes per expected goal is, is great. I mean, two of the best, actually. Um, I mean, right around 150. I mean, anytime you're hitting that, like, 150 mark for minutes per expected goal, it's it's really, really strong. Um you know, one of the only forwards in, in this price range that outdid that um, was Giroud this last year, who was at like 114, yeah. the, the, you know, kind of standard Giroud play, right? Where like he's banging goals like that. But uh, Iannaccio also like around 130. But but everybody else was like m- mostly well over that. Um, Abraham was at 120. And again, I think that speaks to like Chelsea's Chelsea, Chelsea in the way that they yeah. play. But if you don't have a locked-in player there, it's pretty, it's tough, right? Um, so that's what's awesome about Jimenez and Ings is that there's just no doubt that they're the starters every single week, uh, and that they're going to be in there. Um, and that they're on PKs. And that they're on it's, huge, it's, yeah, yeah, huge, huge, uh, yeah, huge. Yeah. That they're on PKs. Wood also though at about 150 minutes per expected goal involvement. Um, and has taken a slight, I think he was at six last year, right? And now is it going to be at 6.5? Mm-hmm. Um, the issue, of course, just with that is that Burnley doesn't really score that many goals. Um, you know, he's, yeah. he finished behind um, behind Abraham in terms of um, total points on the year, and Abraham played um, less minutes. So, yeah, I think, you know, for me right now, like my current structure is probably going to be because this year I do feel the need to have some flexibility um, unless I go with that early wild card. But I'm thinking I'm going to have a more expensive forward, uh, one of these mid-price guys, and then a, basically a throwaway, um, a really low player. Are you thinking something like that? I mean, I know you talked about that. Are you planning no matter what to have like kind of a 4.5? Yeah, I just can't. I can't reasonably find a way to do like a Werner Ings and Mitrovic that would be kind of like the only other option but I I just realized I would have to start Mitrovic like every week right because their fix their fixtures are fantastic which that's what really pisses me off I don't understand why Fulham get the best starting fixtures (laughs) to run the season out like the newly promoted side Uh, but that's what makes me worried of of like not having him um, if he kind of starts the season off like Pookie did and just bangs a bunch of goals, um, I, I, you know, if I don't start with him, I'm not going to bring him into my team. But he has Arsenal, which isn't fantastic, but it is at home. And then Leeds, Villa, Wolves, Sheffield, Palace, West Brom, West Ham, Everton. So again, no top seven. Oh, Wolves. Uh, yeah. 
besides Wolves, no top seven side um, for the first nine game weeks. It's like unbelievable. It's like, could you ask for a better starting run of fixtures? But I just don't think he's worth being a third forward for you. You're going to lose too many right. points gonna, elsewhere. He's going to sit on the bench some games then, right? Like, yeah. I think I think and you play him or should... you don't. Up oh, fantasy sites yeah. down again. Damn it. Oh, this is no. quite the pod. My but, dog's barking yeah. and sights down. God damn. Yeah, this is how be I like expect two my hours. mid-price players to perform, yeah, like, This is what I expect. Like, just disappointment. Oh, my God. I hate um, everything. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I agree. I, I I think the last player has to be four point five, and just he's the third place on yeah. your bench for the rest of the year. I just can't find a way to get around it. Um, but I think you did attest to the fact, and I know this is off the mid price, so we'll we'll go back to it. But it doesn't seem to matter who plays forward for Chelsea; they're going to get a lot yeah. of chances. So if Warner's nailed, I really like him, and then. Then the question becomes, how do you decide between Ings and Jimenez? And, like, can you decide? I don't know. I think Jimenez starts off slower. And so that's kind of my thought is, like, maybe just go with Ings because he has better fixtures with, like, Crystal Palace and then, you know, Spurs, but it's at home. Um but if you're if you're wanting to not waste a fixture, I, I don't see why you can't go with Jimenez. Or, sorry, waste a fixture. Waste a transfer starting with Jimenez and just keeping him because after those first two game weeks, he has West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, and just you you hold him through there. But that's the toughest question to me is like, can Mitrovic at six for those first few game weeks keep up with Jimenez and Ings? And I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Ooh, can he keep? I think because of the fixtures, he can. Here's the thing with, with Mitro. He, um... A lot of people kind of like bashed on him a bit uh, before. Um, you know, people have said like, oh, why are you interested in Mitrovic? I, you know, I think that when he was in the league, not last year, right, but the year before, I believe he was 22 years old when he started and he scored some goals for them. He was a pretty decent. Yeah, yeah he was a pretty decent player, right? Like if, if I could tell you that for six mil, you can you could get like a 10 to 12 goal scoring player on the season and, and you could just start him every week and like know that you're going to get a few returns here and there, you'd probably take it, you know, like you'd probably just take it at six and like build the rest of your team. Then um, he's older now he's better now. And the team is better. Like Fulham as a squad is better. He it's basically he scores or they don't, or they don't score. That's kind of the situation. I think his like, I think he was around a little over 50% in terms of like his, yeah. his uh, goal involvement for the team. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think that he's a good pick. He's older now, teams better now. The fixtures are right now. I think that, I think that he's a good pick for the start of the season. Yeah, he's he's nailed. Yeah, he's gonna you know, play. That's something to be said. He's gonna play. So. and he's relatively robust. Like he doesn't. He's not like I know Ings had a fine year, but Ings has, has a great injury history as well. And and I know that's not a reason to not pick him because he's a great player, but. I do think Mitro covers him at, covers those guys at the beginning of the year. I don't know, like once it gets to like game week three, and Wolves fixtures turn and they're like really green, um, maybe maybe not then, right? Maybe maybe Jimenez is a better pick at, at that point. But if I'm not wild carding at the beginning of the year, I'm probably starting with Mitrovic. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. 
That's what I'm doing. Um, how about soccer milfs questions? Thoughts? What does milf mean? I don't know. We'll have to have someone write that in for us. I'm confused. Maybe somebody could Google it. Do like a video yeah. search. You get a good feel yeah. for it. You want yeah. to do it right now? I think that's a good idea. No, I don't. I'm, I'm good. Thank Turn you. Turn the volume up as loud as you can. Yeah, nope, I think I'm good. See what your family thinks about that? Yeah. I'm, I'm, it would be my family in-laws, so I'm going to hold. Yeah. Oh, but if it was your pass. mom and dad, it'd be fine. <laughs> They'd be cool with it. <laughs> probably not even, probably not even remotely It's like close. middle school, your mom would say. Jake's <laughs> listening to his favorite songs again. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Thoughts on Antonio as a game week one punt before switching. I, I don't, like you said, I don't know if I like the idea of the switch, but what just what about Antonio, I guess, that he's kind of the last, like, big name in this price point that's probably worth talking about. I mean, really sp- strong expected goals. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about last year, uh, like post restart and, and the use of those stats. If we're just looking at that, he was one of the best players post restart. Um, do you have any thoughts on him? Like wanting him in your team or not really? Yeah. He'll probably bang a hat yeah. trick, but I don't want him. Why? <laughs> I mean, he scored almost half of his goals against Norwich, right? Like, so I, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I can't argue that he should be in my, my squad yeah. because of that. Um, oh, mine, mine's frozen now. So, I mean, I think he'll probably get a goal against Newcastle. So if you want to just base it on, you know, chance to score game week one, He's probably not a terrible player to own. You could go like Antonio down to Mitrovic too. Yeah, the fixtures I, are hard. I don't know. The and then Arsenal, tough. Arsenal are his next game week, which is probably the second easiest on yeah. his first. It, Arsenal away. Seven but yeah. Things, oh my but. god, I didn't even notice that this happened to West Ham. This is funny. Arsenal away, yeah, Wolves home, Leicester brutal. away, Spurs away, uh, City home, Liverpool away. <laughs> They'll have three points after the first seven game weeks. Yeah, it just it's brutal. So I mean, you're literally you literally I feel like have to plan on him either just like going through a rough patch. But I just don't see why like not why not stay away from him and bring him back game week eight when he plays Fulham, Sheffield, Villa, you know Leeds, Crystal Palace. Right. It's just so much better for him down the road wait he's a wait and see kind of player for me yeah i i tend to agree yeah um all right do we have anybody else to talk about this pod's gonna be fucking long i we might make it two should we make no, it two pods i don't think so yeah, no i think we're release good. it as one i think that's i mean that's mostly it don't you think yeah, i think so those are the big big names at least we kind of got to figure it out though there's a lot to sort it's a tough it's a tough like this year it's hard there's a lot of ways that you could build your team up and I felt like the I felt like two years ago, especially, it was a little bit more straightforward with the players that were available. Last year, a little bit more of a mix. This year, it's tricky for me. I'm struggling. Yeah, I, I've seen kind of two main strategies. One is like you just go for a lot of those 12.0 right. midfielders, like maybe have two and then make a plan from there. And then I've seen teams that have been a little bit more balanced across Um but I think it's going to depend on where you want to use that wild card. 
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. All right, well, um, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Other Dive, online, DiveFPL.com, and on Facebook. Uh, you can download our podcast anywhere. Um, support our podcast, patreon.com backslash the art of the dive. Uh, Jake, we have some random questions. Uh, Liam wrote in, do you and Jake have a secret handshake? Do we? Not that I hey, know. Hey, that's of. not all we shake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Avi or uh, Avi, uh, uh, imagine you both are very rich. We are, so... Do we have yeah, to imagine? I don't even need yeah. to close my eyes. I can just look down at the hundreds of dollars that I'm sitting on right now for fun. Um, imagine you're both very rich and given uh, the chance to buy one team outside the top six from the Prem. Uh, you, we both own the club. Which team uh, would you would you buy or own based on your aspect, uh, on what aspect you regard as primary criteria for the club, like youth development or instant success by buying uh, reputed players? Uh, who would you want as coach? You can't appoint any current top six coaches. Um, who would you want, Jake? Non-top six. Uh, I mean, I feel like wouldn't we want to go with Wolves or Arsenal, probably? Well, Arsenal, that's a dumb choice. Why? Because they're a shit club. Are no? they? You tell me. If we oh, own them, oh, isn't the owner no, the I'm main sorry, problem? I'm sorry. It's preseason, so you're excited about Arsenal again. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. On. All right. It's I'm all, just no, saying, Arsenal, like... yeah, Arsenal, Arsenal. No, I would say let's go with, let's go with Leeds. Let's take Leeds. Leeds. And okay. keep Marcelo Bielsa. He's one of my favorite coaches. Yeah, we'd have to keep him as the coach. There's no way we'd get yeah. rid of him. How, how would ownership know. work? 50-50 power or more to one of us? It would have to be 50-50. We'd have to have to... Probably have to bring in a third person. I'm not letting you make the decisions. Why? Well, like over me, what, who's to say that you can make the choice over me? I make me? soccer decisions every day. That's my job. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Idiot. I make animal decisions <laughs> so I get to be the owner and make the choices. All right. Yeah. If we're co-owners, that, that makes yeah, sense. Just like you, we make co-decisions on the podcast, right? Yeah, this is how it would work. Let's be honest. This is how it would work. I'd be like, Jake, we need to have a board meeting right now. And you'd be like, I'm busy. I have to work. I'm too tired. I don't have time to do research. I don't have that's like literally what happens with the podcast. So forget it. You don't get you don't get those decisions. I'm moving forward. I'm I'm on my own. Okay. Uh Bobby Love, would you rather play uh, the rusty trombone or the meat flute? Does this have to do with I'll let you take that meat one. and two veg? Is that what we're going to here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the rusty trombone is an instrument, and the meat flute is a sausage, which I like. I like <laughs> a good sausage. Yeah. I had a mango habanero sausage the other day. It was very nice. Yeah. That natural case. Good. I got I some guess... good natural case wieners right now in my, ref in my freezer. Yeah. From a local butcher. Yeah. Probably the meat yeah. flute then. What about a meat? I think I'm going to go with the meat trombone. Oh, Is that a rusty option? meat trombone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, good choice, Jacob. Good choice. Um, all right, let's get out of here. This is the longest podcast we've ever recorded. Yeah. How do you feel? I'm tired. Uh, yeah, I feel like I need to take yeah, a nap. It's 10 a.m. Uh, all right, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake, and remember, you should dive. <laughs>